This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is where I like to give our context and trigger warnings. And this week, we're pretty inoffensive. We do get an apology from my guest for his last F-bomb on the show. And I will acknowledge that I let the F-bomb slip in this episode, which, of course, will be censored. Otherwise, we do go on a little tangent about, as my good friend Stephanie Smith would say, talking about shades of vanilla when it comes to slurs towards white people. It's brief. It has some fun moments, I think. Regardless, if you're Italian or Irish, you might take offense. I apologize for that. If anything, I've been punched in the face in a wrestling ring for dropping that before. It's classic Hobbit stuff, potato. All that said, we'll save the Alley's Accessory Shop on Etsy review for the middle of the show, and we'll get right to the action. Little Hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Welcome to 90 for Chill, the podcast. I am your host, at CatBusRust is my Twitter handle and what my fellow podcasters know me best as. If you want to follow what I'm watching, you can do that on Letterboxd. The username is CMDarth, the handle I tried my best to get over. And if you need to have a hands-free option, you can ask your Google Nest or your Amazon Echo device to play podcast by Russ Stevens, and that should get you to the show. And this week, my guest, a returning guest, as stated in my context warning, is Andrew Tini, Couchman Bakes on TikTok, and we discuss the 1992 Try Hard and perhaps... Steven Seagal's best feature, Under Siege. It's a fun dynamic for me with uh, Andrew this week because he's a military guy. I get to throw some misconceptions I have and you know just talk about fallacies from the movie uh, in, regards, in regards to the action and violence, the gunplay, what have you, and how, you know, Aikido doesn't work like that but we all know steven seagal's a hoax allegedly we're gonna have a lot of fun with that though so let's get to the finer points if you want to be on the podcast send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com that's r-u-s-s-t-h-e-b-u-s-07 at gmail.com offer me a movie a theme a director an actor and as long as we focus on sub 100 minute material i think we'll have a slice of fried gold with this episode We do talk a bit about how we have figured a way to bust the algorithm, I said. I guess it's not really an algorithm, math, kind of this Chinese algebra stuff, which we go on our tangent about as well, on how to do longer movies without doing longer movies. So something to keep in mind. Pay a little attention, and I think we're all going to learn something today. Thanks for coming to the 90 for Chill, the podcast. Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps and enjoy your show. It was the final voyage of America's mightiest battleship. What's on this helicopter? 
this little sweetheart. Miss July 89. God, I love this business. I love you. The party was wild. Love you they really knocked them dead. Imagine this arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons falling into the wrong hands. The Pentagon never did. Four minutes ahead of schedule. Damn, I'm good. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook. Like some special forces guy or something. No, I'm just a cook. Oh my god, we're gonna die. This is not the work of a cook. I want you to coordinate your efforts with us. Yes, sir. I see that you completely disobeyed my orders. Roger that. Ryback is an ex-seal. Expert in martial arts. Explosives. Stand back! Weapons and tactics. I also cook. The Nimitz is tracking two tomahawks just launched from the Missouri. Where are they headed? Honolulu. Happy trails. Steven Seagal. I know you, don't I? Tommy Lee Jones. Been a long time. I'll see you in hell, sailor boy! Under Siege. All right, super eerie series says we're ready to yeah. go. It's like series mom or something. Yeah, it's like, I mean, definitely boomer vibes. Word. Like, yeah, so. All right, so this is 90 for Chill, the podcast, and we are probably going to discuss, I don't know if it's the best Steven Seagal movie it's considered the most successful because yes. it had a large cast, the best Rotten Tomatoes score, and it was the only Steven Seagal movie to ever be nominated for an Academy Award. I didn't go and look that far in the IMDb, so we got a sound editing? or um, it was, I got this information from a YouTube video. They didn't mention it, but I would figure it would be something along the lines of sound editing or production design. Right, yeah. Which I don't know how much credit you get for production design. You're shooting it on a retired boat. <laughs> well, they, they shot on multiple boats. They okay. shot it. They shot it some on soundstage. Mm. So it it was kind of making it all seem like one cohesive boat. Oh, if only Lonely Island was around for this time. <laughs> all right. Mm. So if you haven't uh, caught on, uh, Under Siege is the feature, and. I guess I would say it's probably the best. I mean, I have a soft spot for uh, Marked for Death just because of how ridiculous that movie gets. I I can see that. I have a soft spot for Above the Law. And is that the one where he's out of the coma or is that... Um... No, no. That, that was like... <laughs> Above the Law is like his first mo- real movie, I guess. Okay. And it's basically the Steven Seagal biopic. Oh, right. Because the, the, the character of Nico Tescalani, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to trying to think of all like because he had like he had a solid trilogy before Under yeah. Siege. I mean, um, well, the, 
his very first movie started the trend that would hold true for most Steven Seagal movies. He's a fill in the blank that used to be a fill in the blank. blank. Right. Um, Usually CIA. Yes. Uh, let me get in here. Oh, gosh. Please don't screw up my search history because I haven't actually typed in Steven Seagal while doing any research on this. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough he's a Steven who spells it the correct way. And we all yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a big thing of mine. It's just like, no. P-A- there's no other word in the English language where P-H comes off as a V. I mean, it could be... I've never thought of that, and I'm related to three Steves who all spell it differently. Hmm. Oh, okay, come on. Okay. Oh, geez. So, but needless to say, the guest is uh, returning. Uh, one Andrew TD, the... Couchman bakes on Twitter, and is that the TikTok talk as well, or is that uh, just 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 uh, the Couchman on TikTok? Okay, all right. Okay, so yeah, just open up the Chrome app. Okay, there we go, and imdb.com. So. Good start to the new year so far. Still keeping up the streak that you were discussing on Twitter. Uh, yeah, still working on that one. That that has not been um, broken. Um, right. I've used my herbal supplements every day this year. Oh, very good. Um, I do want to do a quick apology as well. Uh, I actually re-listened to uh, the our previous podcast with uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. And you you were so proud of yourself. You're like, oh, I had to edit one cuss word, and I'm and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, I wonder who did that. Fast forward about an hour later, and I'm dropping f bombs. Yeah, so, sorry. Well, about that. <laughs> uh, truth be told, um, there was like I think uh, George got away with a few underneath, but with mm-hmm. uh, having the extra person on, you know, certain audio is always going to get sure. But underneath, so let's see. Yep, above the law. So the known four on the top four are um, on deadly ground, which is a oh. wait. That was the ultimate vanity project, which I think. I believe you're right. Uh, torpedoed his career, which is sad because it's got a great cast. A, a long, I mean, that's almost, the thing. A lot of his movies had decent casts. Oh yeah, well as I say, Mark for Death's my my second favorite, and that's got. Uh, Keith David, yeah. um, Joanna Pacula, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, uh, from Tombstone. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I tried setting that up. I mean, as I say, I'm kind of looking for a co-host, you know, for at least two episodes a month. And it's like, all right, okay. the Cosmatos thing. That's the way we get to yes, get to uh, the journey of Wyatt Earp. Um, and Doc Holliday, probably, uh, I'd say Val Kilmer's best performance. I, mean, I just, yeah, I, I think that was, I would have to say it's definitely. I can't think of too many. It's his most movies. memorable. I yeah. think. 
like the only the only other one that kind of comes close to me i will never apologize for being an apologist for this movie i like the saint you know i've never actually uh gotten around to that one um the, the, the plot is ridiculous oh well i mean you're this was the weird time where we were adapting every um mm-hmm. british tv show from the 60s uh, into yeah, a movie yeah but yeah the, the plot is ridiculous but i don't think the cast got that memo because they were all throwing out gold all right so the so the other one i was looking for when he was in the coma and it's a little too i mean heart stuff that was is hard to kill the, yeah that was probably the most ridiculous one i mean great still, great but still a banger yeah, yeah yeah great great fight scenes especially the pool the pool scene so um and then yeah he did on deadly ground and then i think we all suddenly smelled what a con artist yeah we well yeah because this was also not too long before he did that ridiculous reality show of his do you remember that uh steven chagall lawman where i think oh yes yeah because he like i made my living in the movies for the last 35 years, I've been a policeman down in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, you're from Lansing, man. I was yeah. reading his auto. Like, like, bro, you're not even like you like Detroit don't even want you. You're from Lansing. Yeah. I mean, and never mind, like, I I've watched um there used to be a series on HD HD net now access TV called the um The Voice Versus, which was uh interviews done by their um mixed martial arts uh play 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 guy um the voice michael chavello okay uh which i i love like uh uh, i loved loved his commentary work uh, until he tried doing professional wrestling once and then it was granted it wasn't the lucha underground episode he did to uh fill in for vampiro when he was facing penta uh this was like which i love that storyline by the way oh yes um it was a so it was the annual New Year's show, uh, Anoki. It used to be Anoki Bombaye, mm-hmm. uh, and then it became, um, it got taken over by the uh, Dream MMA group. And I think they still okay. do it somewhere. I don't know. Maybe that was where they did, um, I mean, I know it was a Noah show, but it was New Year's Day when they did uh, yeah. Muda Tokyo versus Dome. Nakamura. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tokyo Tokyo Dome is a is that's that's Wrestle Kingdom. That's its own thing. That's on oh. the fourth of January every year. Oh, okay, I got those mixed up. Yeah, um, yeah. So when Dream went under, I think actually Glory. Yeah, it was Noah because that's yeah. yeah. When Nakamura had his match last week, yeah, it was with Noah. Okay, yeah, I know it was with Noah. I'm just saying that the like when so it was so it was actually like a K1 Dream hybrid show. Okay, and Anoki had his when Anoki got ran out of uh, NJPW because mm-hmm. um, he was basically telling all his wrestlers and like Nakamura has a six and six MMA record, and he probably doesn't want anybody to remember that. Yeah, um, of course in Japan that's where they had uh, Alberto El Patron as uh, Dos mm-hmm. Caras Junior fight Mirko Krokop in his lucha mask. Was not a long fight. <laughs> no, I've seen the I've seen the YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I think we actually ordered that pride. So. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. 
or it, it we were always picking up the dvds i mean that was before you know obviously before the ultimate fighter and all that right so yeah but i'm just now looking over seagull's filmography and it's like yeah he just dropped like mm-hmm. i mean we yeah we do and then he, then he had kind of like a almost a second rebirth of his career in the early 2000s where he started doing movies with rappers yes the exit wounds is another of the top four listed uh yeah he had exit wounds um ticker had half past dead um which i think was the shan with shannon lee the uh daughter of bruce that does ring a bell. Belly, belly of the beast. I think no, that that one I think is one where when it's like he had three movies and it's like back to direct a DVD. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, he almost turned it around about 2010, I'd say, because he was in uh, Machete as the vil- as the villain. Yeah, and I'm and still not convinced he knew he was in that movie. That there's a good chance about that. Yeah, um, I mean. But, uh, you know, I guess if you team him with, I don't know, I don't want to go through further through his uh, IMDb because like, well, maybe if you team him back up with Danny Trejo, because you had. Well, well, yeah, with the machete connection, but. And and you had marked for death. It was the opening. I I guess I guess in just the um, first Expendables alone. Oh, the the amount of phone calls that his poor agent was making on a daily basis. Yeah. In that movie. And then it, they, I think by the time they got to the third one, they basically just blocked any number coming from anyone real close to him. Right. Because, like, uh, dude, no, we are not touching this. Yeah, it's just... Um, like, we'll bring back John claude Van Damme. Right. That's about as far as we're going, Bubba. Well, it's it's interesting with JVCD. Uh, um, I'm sorry, JCVD. Um, there was the... Have you seen the uh, movie JCVD? I have not. Oh, too. Yes. I, I, I want to make sure I'm, I have plenty of supplements to give me the help I need to get through that movie. It's not. Uh, it's a. It's a solid. It's a solid movie. I mean, um, I've, I've heard. I've heard that, but I think that with something just as the whack, uh, whack ass uh, plot that that movie has, yes. I'm going to want to like want the extra sensory to enjoy. Right. With that said. Uh, since I uh, did on the rare exports episode of uh, 90 for chill, uh, it was with um, seven C's. Who's a host on um, the no on 15 podcast, all cast. I'm sorry. The no on 15, all cast, which is like, I mean, they just go in for nerdiness. I mean, cause I, 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 I have partaken in a few episodes of that. We yeah. uh, follow, I believe we follow each other on the Twitter thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> right. So um yeah, I but I know he's uh up up in the Chicago land area, so I opened that uh, episode with a shot of Malort, so get that out of the way. Oh, you yeah. brave soul. Well, it's uh, it's as I said on that, it's part of the uh that's how I knew I was officially part of the Chicago wrestling scene. I had the respect of the likes of your um Eddie Kingston's and uh, well, I don't know. Eddie wouldn't touch that shit, but the local <laughs> guys, the local guys. Eddie was on the show, uh, is about on every show there. But um, yeah, my story with Eddie Kingston is more or less like once we were, 
we did this one show in Peoria, which was a vanity show for a guy, one of our, one of the promotion, um, promotion, Peoria promotions friends who would drive up from St. Louis every week to, just to find a place where he could work. Um, and he, so he got into a lot of money. So he did a free show. Like we only probably had 20 people in the building, but he had, uh, Eddie Kingston, Nigel McGinnis, Shark Boy, um, wow. uh, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, Tyler Black, which I, oh, wow. well, okay. Tyler Black, Tyler Black, I trained, I was, I eventually ended up training with Danny Daniels is the big connection and uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, like, and 20 people showed up, huh? Yeah. No, no, oh, he didn't wow. promote it. He just wanted to make a tape and sell it. This was kind of the, that was kind of the, even, even back then, those guys were enough of a draw to get more nah, than 20. Not in Peoria. Peoria was a shit well, okay, place. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Let me rephrase that in the proper market. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that even goes for IWA. Like Ian would always run low rent buildings mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And he, you know, he might draw a hundred, but he's making all his money on the DVD. I, I've, I've heard that from the Tuttles as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I knew, uh, ran, uh, w- was with the Tuttle, Tuttles up in Chicago, uh, for AAW. Uh, good guys. Um, so yeah, my, so we're in the, we're in the, uh, locker room and, you know, Danny notices my Cubs tattoo. That was kind of my trademark, like. Um, my Cubs tattoo on the uh, left shoulder. Like whenever somebody's wondering if it's me from another show, like they just start pull tugging up on the t-shirt sleeve. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um. So, but it was like this is uh 2005, just before all the comeback ECW comeback show tribute shows, right? And um, you know, uh, Eddie was asking uh, you know, uh, Danny. So. They got you on any of those comeback shows since Danny Daniels was the network official referee. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, no, well, how they can do that without the most legendary referee? And I just shot out of my corner, out of the corner of my mouth. You mean HC Loke? <laughs> and, oh, it's a deep cut for the wrestling nerds. Yes, and then yeah, Danny gave me the shit, eye, <laughs> the, the the side eye for that. And you know, eventually I trained under him and. Oh, regrettably, the only man I'm really, well, you know, I may have disappointed my father a few times, but like, otherwise the only other man I, oh shoot, battery running low on the PC, so I think the cat may have knocked the cord out. <laughs> Bear with me a moment. No problem. Uh, okay. That's okay. You're, that's okay. Your cat tried to sabotage and I have a pit bull snoring like a diesel engine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know with her. She, I think she recently, like, I got a sick kitten, uh, kitty, which is actually the, as I like to call him, the bastard cat, Skimble. Um, he was, uh, refresh my memory. How many do you have? Just the two living with me. Okay. And that's, I can't remember if it was two or three. No, uh, no, Skimble, Skimble was my ex-girlfriend's cat. And when we moved out, like, oh, could you take him in and I'll, I'll pay the pet fees and everything. All right, you'll take him to the vet too, and he hasn't seen the vet in two years. But <laughs> so he he, I think he got sick, and then um, Ava eventually noticed. Oh, it's a weak kitten, <laughs> not kitten. He's eight, but like, <laughs> basically, she decided to take over the house. And, oh, of course, yeah. And he's just hiding in a laundry basket. I mean, he seems pretty oh. chill, but 
Um, yeah, so that's the deep cut wrestling wise, as I said, and that was from the Malort, and that was just like talking about substances. So it's all all right. It's we're all, back. It's to all track. relative. It's all yes, relative. So yeah, I got the movie playing in my peripheral, and I think say this movie, and I haven't seen above the lot. I hate to say it, um, but this movie is the first time where I think they actually try making Steven Seagal a likable character off the get go. And the funny thing with that is, yes, he is likable-ish off the get-go, but I love how in the opening scene of the movie, like, they don't want you to forget that we're dealing with Steven Seagal. Yes. He's on, he is on a ship full of about a thousand people. They're all wearing their dress white uniforms. Not only is he not in the dress whites, he's in the Steven Seagal uniform. The black, the all black. The, 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 the leather with the shoulders and the black pants. You, like, you could tell they just did his hair to get his ponytail off, but still his hair was still way out of regulations. I'm a military mm. guy, so I know. Yeah, no, I, yeah, so I actually got it. Like, that's that's another reason, like, oh, I want you on the podcast, because it's like, I see one scene where, like, I get thrown off by, like, all right, did those machine guns they waste the uh, private with were those suppressors on them? Because it looked like if they were subbed, you wouldn't need that long, yeah. long portion on it. And they're making full blown noise. No, yeah, they, they, they did it to look cool. Okay, but yeah, you gotta remember this was the early '90s. We're just coming out of the heyday of '80s action movies. Yes, so it's still kind of cool too. If you're adding something to a weapon system, it makes it cooler and more badass. Right. Never mind the fact that we're okay. not using it properly. It, well, never mind. A suppressor doesn't work anyhow yeah like i think they'd say best it's the sound of a heavy book hitting the floor yeah it's it yeah it, it the, the what i will say why i like suppressors and why i like to use them mm. my hearing sucks as it's yes so i would rather deal with a buh than a mm. buh, you know? okay all right so that's probably the best description i've ever heard of the suppressor and because uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos um, from Simon Whistler. He's got a bunch mm-hmm. of channels. Um, so there's... Um, so let's see. But yeah, I'm just saying, when you look at Marked for Death, he's obviously like, oh, he's the regrettable DEA agent. And, he, and he's... But I, I mean, like you, a Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and it, it's basically you're gonna just please have pity on the man. He, he sure. realizes what a piece of shit he is. But where I was going with, you know, you tell right off the bat we're dealing with Steven Seagal and he's trying to be likable with the whole wardrobe thing. Yeah. But the second he, oops, uh, you hear me? Because I I think somebody's sorry. sorry. Okay. Uh, but no, um, mm. like the second. That he uh, gets paired with uh, the character Jordan Tate, a female. He yeah. kind of turns into a dick. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess you could say this is the early 90s where, um, you know, it makes sense that there's only one woman on a boat. Well, sure, <laughs> on, sure. A, on a vessel, but, uh, uh, and, you know. And it was still the machismo thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you can even tell in some of her lines, it was guys writing an action script, males writing an action script, right. writing dialogue for a female, even with the lines she was saying. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to um, my uh, friend Stephanie. She was always going on about hating um, Death Proof. 
not necessarily mm. for the uh, story or the structure, just that, no, this is not how we, we, women don't talk like this. And like, okay, I'll give you that, but at least you're not talking like women in a movie. Right. You know. Like the, the, the dialogue I will, with that movie, yes, it was real dialogue, but again, you could definitely tell it was written by a dude coming out of a female's mouth. Right, yeah, but I'm just Great saying... Dialogue, but it would have been, I think, cooler dialogue if it was three dudes in a car t- saying this Right, shit. yes, it's, yeah, he didn't change his, he didn't change his approach to writing, he just, I guess you could say gender-neutral characters, so, in a sense. There you go. Um, progressive ten years beforehand. <laughs> uh, so, um... Yeah, but um, that is something, though, the uh, Jordan Tate character, Erica Laniac, I think is how it's pronounced. Yes, and I'm going to point out the obvious. Uh, Mm -hmm. She, Erica Laniac, was Miss July 1989 in the wonderful publication known as Playboy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she ends up playing a character named Jordan Tate, who in this universe was Miss July 1989. But it gets funnier. In the show Baywatch in 1996, there is a character introduced as Jordan Tate. This is relevant mm. because from ninety from 89 to 92, yeah. Eric Alaniac was in Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Now, in, now, by the time we get to 96, Tracy Bingham plays Jordan Tate. Tracy Bingham, also a Playboy playmate. Yeah, well, that was kind of, I think Yasmin Bleef was the only one who didn't. Yeah, I think she was the only one who's... Um, well, um, Alexand- Alexandra Paul... I but but, also, but yeah. like with, with the exception of those two, like pretty much everyone else, I would have to be able to like you know identify them by their um, breast in a lineup. Mm-hmm. Yes, but um, with Eric, uh, with Erica Olaniak, um and Jordan Tate in this, it's like you know I think back to all of the action movies. I guess you know, well, and I guess it's kind of appropriate. Like you didn't really have like the bombshell. Yeah, um, female protagonist. I guess you would uh, you could say Roadhouse with um, Kelly Lynch, who I yeah. believe oh. is a believe is a former Mrs. Seagal. Um, I she's definitely a former Mrs. Action Star. Yeah, and I think Seagal might be the dude. Yeah, right. But yes. Um, it's funny you mentioned that movie because I was about to say when it comes to Jordan Tate, uh, Eric Olaniak, I turned ten in nineteen ninety two. Right, I, I was twelve. About, <laughs> about two, about two, three years later, I discovered this movie on VHS called Under Siege, mm-hmm. and also I also had a VHS of Roadhouse. So those two women are responsible for my awakening into. Godhood. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, no, I guess it's not Kelly Lynch. No, uh, I think it's the chick from Weird. Ch- Weird sorry, I think it is the. Oh, yes, Kelly Block from Weird Science. Science, that's, yes, that's Mrs. Seagal. Seagal, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, and as I say, like you, like all the, um, like I guess I could go Rambo to Julia Nichols as the. Uh, but but you're right. There but, wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of bombshells, or even in the case of this movie, bombshell sidekicks. Yeah. Oh, exact exactly. It's like you do get that. Well, no, you they replaced that with Morris Chestnut for the for the sequel. Yeah. They well they 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 had um Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Well. Oh, have you seen those clips about uh Catherine Heigl saying meeting Steven Seagal for the first time? 
No, I've never seen them, but I've heard they are something. Yeah. Oh, I've got girlfriends your age. I think that's illegal. No, they don't seem to mind. <laughs> yeah, because she she was what sixteen. Sixteen. Or so? Yeah. And she was playing a like sixteen, 16 to eighteen year old. Yeah. Right. Somewhere in there. I don't know if yeah. they, I can't remember if they said, but somewhere. Yeah. In there. No, uh, dark dark territory is still fun, but it's really just it, a. Well, you know, they had some. Compa- see, they make the comparison of Die Hard on a boat for for um, right. Oh no, I I wrote down and an I entire list think, of tryhards I've seen. But see, I don't think that's an insult for that movie. Yeah, to call it Die Hard on a boat. Now, by the time you get to Die Hard on a train under siege two, that's yeah. an insult. Right. Um, but I mean, there's still a lot of pe- a lot of things to like about that. I mean, you got the. That creepy guy from the mask is a sidekick. Yeah. Um, I mean, the entire dropping Morse chestnut, dropping a woman off a helicopter is like, whoa, that's just crazy. You know, this just seemed crazy. Uh, Eric Bogosian is. I actually forgot that that was Morse chestnut. Yeah. I forgot that's who he would become. Right. Uh, Eric Bogosian is a villain, as a action movie villain. It's like, just so many um it, it it's it, it's it's a bad movie but there's just so many things to yeah i mean well they they thought you know hey we made a lot of money with this pretty decent movie yeah let's make a sequel and just try to make a cash grab right oh yeah i mean especially this was you know i think again on deadly ground immediately derailed that film anyhow well well, plus, it has. To, I think also that has to do a little bit with the studio as well. Mm-hmm. This was the late '90s in Warner Brothers land. Yeah. We all know they were just trying to do anything they could to make themselves more money. That's when they started buying DC and you know in the AOL. Well, thing. I think they uh, actually owned DC way, or I think all the way because uh, it was we, a well, Mad a Magazine film. story where uh, no, it was a Mad Magazine uh, parody of Superman Three. And they mm-hmm. talk about the video game bit where yes. they're trying to stop Superman. Oh, this is looks like Atari, which is owned by Warner Brothers. And who's DC owned by? Well, Warner Brothers is always on the DC film rights. They, okay. I don't think they, they didn't actually buy like DC Comics as a publishing company until somewhere in the 90s, I believe. That could be true. Um, it's just that they always had the rights, I suppose. It makes just makes it... You never... Right. Like you can't think of a DC. I mean, no other, no other studio got to make a DC movie. While Marvel, I mean, went bankrupt in the late nineties, mm-hmm. and we're selling their rights to everybody. Everybody, yeah. That's why we have so many. You know, that's why we have the going uh, to be a, like a third version of Fantastic Four in less than twenty five years, right? And probably more of a fourth version when you really look at it, because. That was yeah. more of just a. I haven't seen uh, Multiverse of Madness, but then I see the uh, oh, and Scarlet Witch goes nuts. Okay, why didn't they just put that right in the right on the poster? Like, because well, like, I'm so I, I, I'm so busy I, I, trying, I, I, trying to ca- trying to catch okay. up with a series. It's right. Like, I'm four well, movies I, behind. I'm not going to go to the theater if I'm four right. movies behind. Well, I had heard like six months beforehand that she was possibly going to be an antagonist yeah okay i wasn't thinking she was going to be the antagonist but i figured she would you know there'd be some beef and whatever but yeah it's um yeah i'm just so like i'm still 
I still got to see like, I mean, I love I've so far I can't say I've can I've seen a bad uh, Marvel TV series yet, and I've seen Loki. You would, you would be in the minority because everybody loves to complain about those things. Oh, I didn't have any problem with Loki. I didn't have any par- problem with WandaVision. Um, I liked Winter, uh, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. And then you know once oh, and then um once they bring Julia Louise Dreyfus in, it's like huh. And then I'm like oh, she's in Black Widow. Yeah, Damn it! Okay. Yeah, they're, they're moving her around. She's she's yeah. something. Yeah, she's almost like this phase's Nick Fury. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, but those are the only three I've watched. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do a second season of Loki. <laughs> like, Those are the only ones that didn't get subjugated to the hate that would come with later. Uh, yeah, no, once, like, I heard nothing but good, like, critically good things about um, uh, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And um, then, but then, but then you have the internet boys, right? Boys em- emphasis. Oh, I, yeah, I said what I said. Yeah, yep. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Back to the undersea. Now, so, mm. when you talk about a Steven Seagal flick, the main thing you need to talk about is not the acting; it's the fight scenes. Yes. Well, I will admit I enjoy a lot of Steven Seagal fight scenes. I would like to publicly say Aikido, at least in the form that Steven Seagal does, is complete bull pucky. Yes, no, you can't. Um, like I, oh yeah. So I'm I'm in the galley right now. He's already knifed knifed the first okay. guy. Oh, we'll get to. The oh no, knife. he's about we'll he's the, about to knife the first guy. We'll get to the knife stuff here in a bit. Oh yeah. Well, I mean the knife fighting. Uh, this is the throwing knife bit. Yeah, like Which, I'm I'm fine with the throwing knife. Bit. Yes. Oh, the yeah. fighting bits, however, mm. but yes. So yeah, he. It's like no. All you have to do is shoot a double leg takedown. Yeah, like and... aikido is such a goofy. Like I know there are forms of actual aikido that is valid, mm. but not that stuff. Not yeah. the golf stuff. No, it's not. It, it, I... It's like it's like it, it. It's not even trying to be judo. No, I mean it's it, it at best it's um like lazy man tai chi. That's that's the best way I've ever heard. It. Yes, that is the new way of saying Aikido, Lazy Man Tai Chi. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna grab something. No, it's uh, grab and do. It's like it also it, the way he does. It, it's like he barely even makes the effort to grab something. Yeah, it's like somebody's the, the the laziest push, but the guy will go flying ten feet. Yes. Oh, no, like, um... like he he even does his own stuff lazy. Oh yeah, and. That goes back to the uh, voice versus Michael Chavello. Um, I mean, sorry, the voice versus Steven Seagal, and it's like mm-hmm. um, all all of Seagal's bullshit about grow, growing up in Japan. Yeah, I um, mean, becoming a the first gaijin, <laughs> and and you have basically just said the first three minutes of Above the Wall. Yes, like it's... I said, they basically they basically took Steven Seagal's story right and made it the back character story for the guy who's playing and, and then made the cia crap and all that stuff right so and the only the only person who seems to stand up for Zagal stories is frank dukes yeah <laughs> so that's imagine, what i Im- imagine 13 year old me 
I'm, you know, playing around on a computer and I just start looking up something about the movie I saw last night, which I mm. love the movie Bloodsport. Oh, I still love the movie. Bloodsport. Yes. No, we Colt Cabana, whenever he does a training seminar, that's how you sell. You do exactly like Chong Lee. <laughs> I've heard that he's made reference to that movie. Yeah. So. But yeah, I like, but imagine how I feel when I'm like, wait, he made all that shit up? Well, I'd say on the uh, the voice versus Frank Dukes, um, I like it, it. Actually, goes back to an old Joey Styles New Jack story for me, okay. where like uh, Joey Styles basically says, uh, "I was pretty. It, I pretty much learned to listen to everything and only believe half of it." So okay. when they yeah. so when people say New Jacks killed four people justifiably that means he's killed at least two yeah and that's what i would say about frank dukes it's like no your losses are total bullshit like i guess he got the famous ufc one a guy got into the tournament basically by beating up frank dukes that week wow and See, uh, and duke said oh i got jumped at an autograph signing <laughs> signing I'm blind in one eye anyhow. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because we all saw him throw that powder in your eye. <laughs> Which, honestly, salt is one of those weird things because, like, you can go underwater, you can go in salt water and right. not have a problem because it's what your tears are made of. Right. It's so. basically the biggest, most concentrated bed of saline you've ever been in your life. Right. So, um, so it's like, yeah, I've never really. Of course, it looks cool wrestling wise. It's not like I haven't done a powder spot. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's, um, but it's, uh, the worst thing is like there's always somebody who's allergic to baby powder. And they don't exactly. tell you that before you do the powder spot. And I, and I always think that wrestling should thank the movie Bloodsport because, again, I was a little kid the first time I yeah. saw this movie. So, like, the fact that, oh, this is a true story, he had that thrown in his eye, it really hurt, made me believe even more when the powder spot would happen in wrestling. Yes. So, until right. I grew brain cells. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, with Frank Dukes, like, he still performed the coin trick to Chevello. Okay. So, I mean, so, I'm I'm not saying I want to meet the guy in a dark alley, Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure at even at age what he's got to be like seventy, 70 right now. something. Yeah. I mean, he, he was probably still put a thumping on me. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not calling him a wuss or anything like that. Uh, it's just like, dude. Yeah. You. He knows he's a badass. He knows he's a badass. But so but, but basically, you, you ne- the kumite never happened. happened. Yeah. Well, basically, he's he can make up all this bullshit because. Oh, yeah, you, it's like winning the, winning the Intercontinental title in a tournament in Rio, in de, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Brazil, which makes no sense because it should have just been a unification match. I mean, because so there was the North, because he was the North American champion, right? Well, it's just funny because like there's been a bunch of tournaments in wrestling since I know like OVW and they did it. I know some other places have done it. Whenever a new title just shows up on a wrestler, oh, I did a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, wait, and there was that was the old territories anyhow. Yeah, like if you you could come into a new territory with a new championship belt, right, right, and say, right. oh, I won it in Memphis. 
but yeah, I, I, I've heard the tournament in Rio many times over the years. Oh yeah, it's um so, but you know, with all of this, we're to the point where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is communicating with. Um, I couldn't tell if it was the Pentagon or if it was Honolulu or. Um, I think it's supposed to be more like maybe even Langley. Okay, yeah, but um, it, well, it's would... some big important war room. Yes. And, and I, I want to apologize, uh, listeners, that we've made it this long without talking about the gem in this movie that is Tommy Lee Jones. That's actually what I was getting. That's why, that's why I, I'm looking through my notes. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, and we haven't even mentioned Gary Busey either. Like, oh, yeah. Well, Gary Busey's like, like, I try going through his IMDb, and he works so much. It's like, yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know him best for his crazy roles, which is unfair because he was Buddy Holly. Um, but he also has traumatic head injury issues and a love of cocaine. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, cool. I've heard enough Jake Busey stories of growing up in, uh, growing up through, uh, not Nonicon, but uh, um, whatever it is for family members of Adams, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which kind of makes me think of the Renfield trailer. But I want to see that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When they when they do the reveal of who's playing Dracula, it's just yeah. mm-hmm. well, we all knew who it was going to be. It was still well. See, I had seen the picture oh. of him playing Dracula, but I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. So when I watched the trailer, actually, just this morning, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool, cool. Oh, we're kind of seeing Dracula. Like, are we yeah. going to address Dracula? And all of a sudden, and then, there he is. Yeah. And no. And the and yeah. and it's it's a good joke for vampire fans because mm-hmm. it's like. Oh yes, yes. I don't know why you said a higher, pa- you know, full power or phrase it like that. But yes. Oh. Oh, here comes another one. Come on in. And 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 the and the fact that it's this actor, and I've made this comment already once this episode. I'm not sure he knows he's in a movie. Um, Nicholas Cage or yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's it's tough like it's either cage is the ultimate actor or he is genuinely insane and you know owning a cave bear skull kind of puts and, you in the ladder and but. that part is i i actually think he's both yeah no he's I, I think he's a brilliant actor but he has moments of insanity like most yeah. creative people wrote right the the, the fine the fine line between madness and genius exactly and yeah. he's crossed that line oh so long ago right but this really goes back to tommy lee jones like yes. was this the groundwork for two-face i definitely believe so um people kind of forget that he has like acting chops and that he just doesn't always have to be grumpy old dude yeah oh no that that the that just that kind of just became the thing after the fugitive i think yeah, well, yeah, he did. He did the fugitive wonderfully. Yeah, and I even, I even like the sequel. There's, um, there's, there's. Uh, I have like, not seen. I have not seen um, U.S. Marshals. I know. U.S. Marshals. That's it. it I know a lot of people. A lot of people. Are like, I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. It's it's a mid late nineties action. Flick. Well, it, and you're coming off a best picture nominated. Ex- yeah, and they movie. just, and they, I mean, th- this thing was just straight action movie. It wasn't yeah. the suspense. It wasn't the drama. Mm-hmm. It was an action movie. Again, great cast in this movie. Yeah, Leslie Snipes, Robert Downey Jr., Joey Pants. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and even the people like whose names you don't know, they're they're all hey that guy. Yeah. Oh no, that's uh, the Ringers rewatchable podcast. It's mm-hmm. the Joey. It, who's the it's the Joey Pants Award for yeah, the best like, that there's, guy. There's, there's a lot of great character actors whose names mm-hmm. you, you never remember. Right. It, it's the curse of a character actor, but you know their face, and you can take ten movies they've been. In. Oh yeah, nobody knows West. Most people do not know West Study's name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh. Like, come on, it was Last Mohicans, guys. <laughs> yeah, you've been in some bangers as well. Yeah. Um, and there's a funny about story about Joey Pants talking about um the fugitive working with uh Harrison Ford and like after you know he gets hit with a basically a girder just straight out yeah. of uh under siege. Under siege. Uh, yeah, and, I want to uh, talk about that in a minute too. Yeah. And do you have um to- um uh, like he does his scene and uh, Harrison Ford's just walking over. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be alive. What are you, what are you doing? You, you shouldn't be alive after that. Um, well, it's in case there's a sequel, man. Well, there isn't because I'm not going to be there. Well, we'll find some <laughs> other asshole to chase. <laughs> and they found Wesley Snipes. Yes. Yeah, if Wesley Snipes can get into the Expendables after all of his bullshit. Well, he's also friends with Sylvester, Sylvester oh, Stallone. Yes, but I'm Sylvester Stallone and Seagal, to my knowledge, have no I don't yeah, I don't know anybody who's friends with Seagal actor wise. <clears throat> no, not even like I'm trying to think. Maybe Michael Jai White worked with them. It's like No, I can't think of anything else that's off. I don't know if they ever did anything together. Yeah, I mean, Jai White worked with Van Damme all the time in smaller oh, yeah. roles. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think the first one he did was probably Universal, Universal Soldier, Soldier Return. Yeah. No, he was in the original Universal Soldier. He was the guy oh, who he... found the bodies. I did not realize that. Yeah. Oh. Well, or he was in the then... first Vietnam scene. And... Okay, but then, okay, so he was there in that, and then they brought him in. Yeah, and, and uh, um, Spawn was second. Spawn was the movie that was supposed to make him a star, and oh god! Well, was... Again, as a teenager, I love that movie. Yeah, I I didn't watch it as, as a teenager. John I, Leguizamo I is great. I'll sure, give I mean Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. Um, not not Michael Sheen. Martin Sheen is Martin Sheen is fun in what he's doing. He, he, I mean, he they said Martin. This is scenery. Do yeah. it. Yep. Um, but no, the C yeah, well, the it was C, almost great. The CG the, sucked. Yeah, I mean, even like, for even for mid late nineties standards. Yeah, uh, it's. But like I said, I I liked it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Now, as a forty year old man, I've seen it. Not, I actually saw it within the last year and a half, I think, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm like, eh, no. Yeah. I mean, again, like when Zama still holds up. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, yeah, it's it, it just sucks as you like. Why did we even do this? We have the T HBO. Well, nobody, like nobody, legally had HBO at the time. It was the nineties. I remember I say yeah, mine was fuzzy. Yeah, um, but yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, like, it's just so like it, it's cool because like unlike Two Face, where it's I'm always crazy. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to think, oh, this guy has some genius to him. Yeah, he, yeah, he's going in and out of genius and crazy, like we were talking. Yeah. I, now I don't know if this is true, but I have heard rumors that maybe him and Busey had one of their um, snow parties. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I've heard for him to get as crazy as he went. He, again, all rumor. Yeah. But 
you know, he might have played with a little bit of nose candy for some of the more intense scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just want to clarify right off the bat, he's the guy in Panama that get punched, right? Which cost no, Ryback no, 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 his career? No, 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 no. Because we get that bit at the right, right before the end. I know you. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, you do. They, they, they know of each other. Mm. But, well, yeah, know, but he didn't really know anything about Ryback until he started. <laughs> Until the bomb well, bit. See, I think the first time, uh, just like in the crappy sequel, they did the same trick twice. Mm. I think the second he hears well, that name, the, he's the like, sequel, he's the like, sequel, Ryback's become a legend for the Missouri. Sure. Well, but I mean, he was, but even amongst like the the special ops circles, yeah. you mm. know, because they had one, you know, the main henchman was a special op guy, right? Yeah. So it, uh, you know, amongst the the among the special ops groups, you know. Of course, you know, Bad Billy here, played by Tommy Lee Jones, would have probably heard about this guy in right. some capacity. Okay, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I love his interplay with Cole Meany. He, Cole Meany is underappreciated in this one. It, very much so. I mean, he, well, I mean, he's basically third in charge henchman. Yeah. Yeah, third in charge henchman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, Gary Busey, Cole Meany, the giant raw uh meat eating guy yeah and then the and little then, nerd with the glasses that right did all the computer work yeah i know his last name is jones and like it does like his imdb it shows him in like in a period piece clothing and i know he's still alive but it's like could he have gotten that like i didn't didn't wiki it like could he have gotten sure. that from uh his uh like that's damn kelly lynch still looks good oh yes <laughs> I looked that up not too long ago. Yes, um, there's a there's a fun movie. I happen to like this. Um, I get um, very queer director um, uh, Greg Araki. Right. Um, he did like most of his a lot of his movies are tough to find now because they were so indie, and probably a lot of musical right is- issues like Doom Generation, mm. Nowhere. Um, like the first movie I saw of his was called Splendor, which is about. Uh, kathleen richardson and like stuck between two guys and like you know what we're just i'm just going to live in a threesome <laughs> and um i will say that helped me lose my virginity because um i had a friend who was saying oh about her roommate like oh he's she's playing this guy and this guy is like oh it sounds like a bad kelly mcdonald movie you've seen splendor <laughs> <laughs> you know kelly mcdonald all right yeah, but that, that's the way it is when two movie nerds realize that they both like an obscure movie it's just like the stars align yes all right i mean now like, the... like i i didn't know i didn't know um music at the time under siege came out so sure sure when so i was very thrown off with the tommy lee pamela anderson stuff yeah like what wh- we're gonna watch that guy. <laughs> yeah, that that had to have been confusing and annoying, and probably funny depending on who you asked. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure if you asked Tommy Lee, he probably would have thought that was funny as shit. Oh yeah, um, not like that's funny now. Just being so old and being being in the Midwest, where you only get like music acts that are five to ten years past their prime. Oh yes. Like um 
I know everybody was making a big and it, and it's now just nostalgia. So everybody's going to like stadiums to see mm-hmm. Poison, uh, Motley Crue, no, see, Death I, Leopard, I, Joan Jett. Would, it's like I've seen them all in Peoria. Like I don't need to I, go. I would go see a couple of those in a stadium only so I can know what it was like to be like guys my dad's age mm-hmm. for a brief minute because you know like i you know at one time i would be the old guy at the rock concert but i also like okay what was it like when my dad was a young dude right and because you know i i wouldn't give two craps about the music i'd be like hey do you have herbal supplements <laughs> um it's a i don't know i had a like it was a weird thing um last uh c2e2 um like that weekend i was flirting with this girl on tinder who was in muhammad and like oh i'm going to chicago to see elton john and she came back with covid so it's like well i knew that <laughs> you want to be in a place with a bunch of nerds because <laughs> yes we're gonna I, all we're not I need, we're, I need to go to c2 i've never come on well i'm working on trying to i i gotta go and submit another attempt to get a, a panel for the podcast like sure how many times can they reject me? This has thirteen hundred listens, over a hundred in one episode. So twelve people, twelve people a podcast. But and that's yeah. that's just the, um, I mean that's just the feed information. I'm sure it's yeah. more because of how I set it all up. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, you can always keep trying, man. Yeah. yeah. The the worst thing that was like Podbean. I guess the deal I have with them. The, the package they only let me have 100 episodes up on my major feeds so i was oh, trying so yeah I've, yeah i've noticed that with a lot of with a lot of them on podbean that's why i generally go with spotify but, yeah you know. well no it's well podbean feeds at the spotify and spotify right, only yeah, puts yeah. me at 100 episodes right 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 and it's like yeah, um, when, yeah once, once you get involved with being yeah that's, that's yeah no so probably need to get to anchor that's why i need to get a new look for the show get a like Get a co-host, you know, like oh, the alliteration alone. Cat bus Russ and Couch Man. I am I am definitely down, dude. All I'm right. Try, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to beef up yeah, production on my, my show as well. So, right. Yeah. yeah, it's like there 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 is blue chew money out there. Yes. We just, just, just gotta I, keep I, putting I, you. Yes, I I wanna promote a gun that'll make men harder than Chinese algebra. Oh gosh! Now, now, now that I actually stopped and thought about what Chinese algebra would look like, this is a kid heard, who stud, studied Mandarin for two yeah, years. I heard that phrase when I was a teenager, and I've used it ever since. I yeah. just think it's the funniest thing on the planet. Yeah, well, and as I say, and now I just really realize how funny it is being, so, despite the fact I studied Mandarin for two years. <laughs> right, right, right. Um. So let's see. Back to the notes. Yeah, so we got we're right now we got now this is I will give this movie credit because I get a lot I'm a very anti gun guy. Now, sure. I love you know, I just like I grew up as a martial art artist, a martial artist, boxer, professional wrestler, rest, amateur wrestler. It's like right. firearms don't equal in the equation. Yeah, I, I I grew up on a farm and joined the military. Mm-hmm. I like pew pews. Yes, no, I no, and it's like that's like well, why don't you go to a range, Russ? And it's like, because I'm not going to get a Foyd card just to go and 
Right. When I can like, go to, no, that's like go to just about any gym around and go punch something. Right. It's, 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 but I, you know, I acknowledge that you put that in my hand, I'm going to feel a hell of a lot more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the fact that, you know, 21 foot rule and like, sure. there's, there's, it's like goes, goes to the end before the knife, the climatic knife fight. It's like, Tommy, why are you getting within arm's reach of the guy? <laughs> like, the, have, have they done the fight in the uh, corridor where all the workers are working? No, no. Uh, we're just now getting the sat phone. Okay, so we're there. Well, I want okay, but they have shown scenes of them working with the metal and yep. chopping up. Okay, I want to talk right. about that for a minute. Not only am I a military man, I am the son of a welder who was the and I'm the grandson of a welder who's actually known worldwide for his talents. Mm. So when I watch this movie and see them one cutting up metal beams with bandsaws. Oh, that that's like, I did catch that this time around. Cause I remember the guy getting put through a bandsaw, but it's like. And, no, well, and also the tools they like, okay. So they'll use a welding rod to cut the thing in half, which would actually literally do the opposite and two they'll use a settling torch to fuse things together which would actually in real life make them go apart yeah they, they, yeah they, you could like you couldn't went down to any factory and found one dude with a beer belly and like you know a prison record and say hey you know how to weld tell us how to do this so we don't look like dummies on a podcast in 30 years mm-hmm. and then yeah what's a podcast will be the immediate answer, <laughs> response um but it's like um yeah no it's uh i mean they just it almost makes you think flash dance is more realistic i find flash dance to be incredibly realistic i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh just going back to the uh the full monty where they're yes watching her weld that's what do you know about welding <laughs> <laughs> well that, that that i love that movie because it is a it's a ridiculous premise mm. but you have these five or six you know blue collar dudes a couple of them big burly boys yeah so it's not it's not magic mike it's not right. all no they, they basically oil the the only reason rhythm. they know they're going to sell out is because they're going to go the full monty tallies. yeah yeah so it's still a movie that holds up just because, especially for the any kind I'm, of if it's a Mark Andy movie, I'm in. All right, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 could, love, I love that guy. I I don't know. I could do without that. Um, that Chris Rock one he was in. Oh, I think they're all good movies. Okay, I'm, right. I'm gonna watch it. Okay, and just regret that he was in it later. Yeah, like. Mm. Uh, down to Earth, I think was what yeah, it was that, called. I believe that was that one. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, one that, of those that, like that was that, yeah, that was that period in the late nineties, early two thousands where they really just thought, hey, we could really make Chris Rock a movie star, not just the, a great stand up comedian who does acting on the side. Yeah, there's there's a reason why there's only half baked on the filmography of well, I mean, Con Air, of course, but yeah, I don't know, you should, should pe- Chappelle has done some decent roles in some decent movies, though. Yeah, 
but no, he wasn't bad, and you got he wasn't bad, and you got mail. No, he's he's not as. But we all like somehow Hollywood knew this is a supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. This is this is we got the yeah. Dave Chappelle will never be the leading dude. I yeah, I definitely didn't want to imply that. It's 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 one of my favorite lines from uh, the documentary uh, Beyond the Mat. Um, he'll be Denzel's friend, like, but I don't see him being Denzel. Denzel, yeah, right. Which is kind of sad that they never, nobody figured a way to give New Jack a Denzel to work with. Yeah, because he would have, he would have been a good sidekick in an action movie. He'd have been a good villain in an action movie. Well, I'm saying wrestling wise, like, oh, that too, yeah, yeah, like, no, no, just, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you could, if Paul it's, Heyman could not talk you into like being a sidekick mm-hmm. you're not going to be a sidekick yeah and yeah like and that's that's the thing like you and even when you look at opponents for new jack like the ones that show up in your first in your head are the matches that went terribly wrong yeah Vic the, Grimes, jesse mm-hmm. joe yeah um well i mean you look at beyond the mat you see him beating the hell out of draws mm-hmm. and it's like well that's that's just bad. That that's just coincidence. That of yeah, course something just, bad it, happened. It, yeah, that that that's a, a, a unfortunate foreshadowing that none of us knew. Yeah, um, that's. I think that's the only documentary I've gone to the theater to see. Like once it once it made it to yeah. Peoria, I was like, oh, I'm there for the one week it's going to be there. <laughs> well, I I uh, again was fairly young when that came out. I was I was like seventeen, eighteen, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't have a car, didn't have a license, and the Monon Theater was never going to, you know, Monon, Indiana was never going to have that movie. The closest it came to me was like 45 miles away in Lafayette, Indiana, and I had no way of getting there. Right, so no. So I, 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 I put in a special order with the local Blockbuster to buy me a copy of that shit. Yeah. Yo, I, I was very, very Peoria, uh, Peoria, like, really is what the rest of america is like i mean it's the biggest test market in the country because like yeah yeah, we got enough poor people we we just have a speckling of minorities (laughs) yeah yeah it just works but it's it's the the worst thing though is like yeah we we test everything out for everybody and then like okay works here let's go and put it on a big market so we don't get to see it again for another 10 years Right, like, but it was Raspberry Pepsi when they tried and they marketed it here. <laughs> now it's cherry. I don't know what's up and down. <laughs> I I forgot. I had heard about that. You know, it's by the time it gets down my way. You know, it's an urban legend. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I had forgot about that. Now available on video cassette. I just met this girl named Buffy. I'm Pike. Pike isn't a name. It's a fish. I liked her, even though she seemed kind of flaky. But as it turns out... You have been chosen, Buffy. To do what? To stop the vampires. Does Elvis talk to you? And things started getting weird around here. Are we having a nightmare? You threw a knife at my head. And you caught it. She was the one person I could really count on. Kill him a lot. Hi. Hi. What are you doing here? 
What am I doing here? I'm saving your butt. That is a bad guy. Can we go, please? The Slayer is unmasked. Let's finish it. I think this relationship has potential. Hi. How's it going? You're obviously having a bad hair day. If she can just get rid of those other guys in her life. Stab him in the heart! Christy Swanson. I am so sure. Donald Sutherland. Ah, ah. Paul Rubens. Ah. With Rutger Hauer and Luke Perry. Buffy, you're not like other girls. Oh. Yes, I am. Buffy, the vampire slayer. You didn't even break a nail. Directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie. And I've just concluded the first entire film in its in- from beginning to end viewing of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1992. And, you know, it's a bit of fun. I'm not going to say that... Well, let's just be glad that the television series did come afterwards. Because it's... Um, I can't say it's poorly paced. I mean, it's a nice, brisk 90 minutes. But you can definitely tell there's not leaving a lot of room for develop, actually developing the character. It doesn't feel like a three-week journey for Buffy in becoming the Slayer. just feels like, you know, it's just one big montage, almost. And like, that's how it was cut. So I guess you'd say the director would be the blame for that one. Not necessarily the writer, Joss Whedon, but... A lot of the writing, though, feels like, okay, so everybody's a Valley person, and you don't get enough balance from your Luke Perry and your David Arquettes to, you know, make the Valley Girl feel, as in Valley Girl the movie, feel right. So um, it's just it's just a fun little mess, I guess you'd say. Now, my remembering it coming out in the 90s was basically mom showing it off to my little sister and my little sister doing all the cheerleading stuff. So I guess it's quite empowering for little girls to see this movie and realize, you know, you could be more than just what everybody expects of you. So that's that's a plus. But as I say, it's just so sloppily put together. It kind of just, you know, it's not just not a good film as as i say fun yes but um just doesn't really feel overly thought out like this is a premise and let's get to a to b and let's not really think about how we do it is how it kind of feels uh paul rubens is great in his supporting role and you know i really need to research that guy more to see if he is honestly more peewee with his voice because i remember that being in below or if he is, you know, more of his own person. And, you know, I guess I was kind of disappointed with Rutger Hauer this viewing. It just feels like he knew, yeah, this is a paycheck. And he's just hamming it up. And, I mean, that's more than what he did for Argento's Dracula. But, yeah, it just kind of feels like a paycheck grab for him. He's fun, but not uh, not the Rutger Hauer I love, I suppose. So, yeah, this is just a fun little, um, it's a nice little distraction, good background noise. And I can see, you know, why it was so popular or popular enough to be expanded upon. But if you're going back in time, wanting to introduce somebody to the Buffy the Vampire franchise, 
Let's just stick with the series, I suppose. Hold on to your butts. Is the Ryback, Ryback name cursed? <laughs> I was thinking that in my research, uh, you know, which consists of just watching a bunch of different YouTube videos yeah. and uh, movie clips because I couldn't find my copy of it. Okay. It's one of those, I do have a copy of it because um, I got that from my mother-in-law because she loves Seagal movies. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is one of those movies that every time it's on TV, she has to watch it, no matter how much time is left. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, and it's no. Yeah, once you like, uh, once once you get to the hostage taking, it's like up oh, and yeah. then horrible. Well, I think actually that's one of the best grenade uses is when they tried to go to the door. Yeah, that I don't really have a whole lot negative to poo poo on it. That was a decent grenade use of a grenade and an accurate semi accurate use. Yeah, of well, the helicopter too. It's basically yeah. you put the paint thinner, you let it go into the tank. And then they, the they fuse, the fuse. They the definitely, fuse. yeah, yeah. They definitely did their homework on like, you know, doing this in a microwave bomb. Mm. Yeah, doing this in a backpack bomb. Mm. Doing this with the grenade, different kind of bomb. Yeah, just the grenade is not a bomb. Yeah, it's it, it's a projectile. Yeah, it, it yeah it, it it's a piece of the bomb in this case. Right. Well, but I'm just saying, you know, right, make everything yeah, clear. It's like, we, yeah, when you do it in most movies, you know, this big fireball, like, that's not how this works. Yeah. Um, the only time I could really say I've seen it otherwise is Boys of Company C. Yeah. A and lot, a, and, and that's of, only because of the of finale where the guy like, jump yeah. falls on the grenade. And it's like, yeah, a lot of war movies get grenades fairly accurate. I mean, you have some that blow, uh, even they blow it, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, this isn't Commando, but Commando is just so much fun. So and, good. Yes. Yeah. So good. <laughs> like, no, you don't put a claymore that way. <laughs> it even says it on it. Yeah. It, ladies and gentlemen, again, former military here. I've played with these before. Um, it says right on the front of a claymore mine, an explosive projectile. Hmm. This end toward enemy. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not... If you're reading that, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, we didn't see... You know, maybe he took the time to fly, walk around, <laughs> and then move on. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but, you know, I think about Schwarzenegger movies, and it's like, he always had, like, a minority as the chick yeah you know like the best the hottest woman in one of his movies was sharon stone yeah and it's and she's not (laughs) i I think i think that goes back to a little you know inside arnie psyche well okay that one yes i'm just saying stallone never really had well that goes back to cobra i would say yeah i was just about to say yeah haven't you forgotten cobra right right like yeah it's uh Oh, that again. That's a with the Cosmatos, which is the one we just got to do, just so we yes, can do. So we can. Totally, we have to do it. It's the only way I think we're ever going to get to the, yeah. the movie. The movie Holy Grail that we wanted to talk about for so long. Right. Talking about. Yeah. Um. But that was um. Again, like I I know he worked with uh Stallone on Rambo too, and granted Stallone's a director anyhow. Right. Yeah. So, you know he he. 
gotten into the business directing and acting at the same time. Right, I mean, right. Well, writing, yeah. and then it's basically. Yeah. I mean, he bet on himself. It's like, no, yeah. You want this and, story? I got to be the guy to play him. I wrote it, you know. Yeah, that's um. Which for my professional wrestling zombie comedy, if I can get away from being the guy behind the camera, <laughs> more than happy. <laughs> Um, I just want to get the movie made. It can be done in a weekend. <laughs> like, I, I understand. I I have a book that I've been trying to write for almost twenty years, mm, and I just I just got to get it done. Yeah. Well, I, I I mean, I've wrote the screenplay. I made the mistake of copywriting it. So, oh. like, oh, yeah, well, no, it's a good idea, but you own the story, and we're not going to. <laughs> We're not necessarily going to pay you. It's like, basically, it's like, I want to put enough out there so I could sue somebody for it. Right, right. But, uh, um, yeah, so I wrote the, wrote, like, wrote the first draft, wrote the second draft, copyrighted the second draft, and then it's like, and then I'm stealing with, like, oh, yeah, you wrote it like it's a 90s action movie. How many chicks are in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the, the the current treatment i've done i've done a lot of gender swapping but there you go um oh yeah no it was basically like you get my tarantino tribute scene uh just a bunch of guys at a table arguing that jeff bridges and kurt russell are interchangeable as a kid in the eight growing up in the 80s sure there was no yeah. difference it, you know no, they absolutely. didn't they didn't really become like icons until the 90s i'd say right right and uh oh now okay now we're at the hallway fight okay and they open it with dropping the um it looked like the, it was just the air tanks yeah and also which, at one no point, there's gonna be nitrogen in those yeah, yeah they're compressed something in that and also they're unsecured you know very easy to unsecure the air tanks but also there's a at one point there's a for some reason a random metal girder with a sharp edge just hanging yes and and also with a quick release knot yeah no i that's that that x machina at its best yes and of course we killed the black guy oh yeah yeah it, it, it was a 90s movie man yeah black sidekick always win yep and all, some some people could say this entire movie is his fault because he is oh, the one yeah. that doesn't show his gear because they show the centerfold of Jordan Tate and mm. his boner caused him to break military regs and land a Chinook helicopter full of bad guys because homeboy had the hots for the Playboy model. Uh, he looks a little too old to make that mistake. I don't know. I mean, he 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 played a he played a college student the very next year. Oh, okay, yeah, in the program, right? The program, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, black don't crack. Um, <laughs> very true. Uh, but it's like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if it was, if it was our, if, our, yeah, if, it. if it was our little lieutenant who was responsible for keeping. Uh, uh right back in the meat locker he wasn't even a lieutenant he was an ensign i'm sorry private which is like this this is military talk with andrew here for a moment yeah well no i see i hear that's the lowest form of that's the lowest form of scum in the in the navy ranking as far as officers are concerned well no i i i know obviously 
Yeah, I'm not saying it's the lowest rank because it is also the lowest rank. But ensigns are just all despised because they all think they're admirals already. Okay. And you have this in the military too. Sometimes you get a butter bar, which is what we call a um, second lieutenant. That's the lowest um, officer rank officer. in the army. Yeah, and they're called butter bars because their rank insignia is just one gold bar. Okay. These guys come in thinking they know everything, when really the only reason they outrank a bunch of people that know more than them is, is a four-year degree. They are non they are non commissioned, and you went to college. Yeah. Oh no, it's well. I mean, just go back to aliens, you know. Yep. Gorman. Yep. <laughs> now it is funny to see the um, the guy from Ace Ventura trying to like. I just saw him put the Uzi up, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I know it's a, I know it's an automatic weapon, and there's not going to be much kick, but." <laughs> But as I say, yeah, this is Roger Roger Predactor there with the Uzi. Yeah. Yeah, again, it had a great '90s cast. That mm. Alvin Max in the program, Roger Predactor, Ken from Street Fighter. It had yeah. all oh, I was guys. thinking Blood In, Blood Out, but yeah, yeah. Again, West Studio though. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that's the weird stuff when you have other definite minorities playing very different Probably minorities. Di- yeah. Like I get a Japanese. I mean, it's not appropriate, but I but understand a Japanese guy playing a Korean playing a Chinese, Chinese guy, Kerry Kerry Horiki for for ah, yeah. Shang Tsung. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, not not but not appropriate, but yeah, it, it's a it's a it's it's kind of a horizontal move. It's like um, yeah. like um, Stephanie was getting on me. Russ, watch your ethnic slurs. What I'm talking white people, uh, you know, white people, wops, mix, you know. Yeah, you, my but, daughter does not need to know different shades of vanilla. But again, it's just I, I get it. You, but I guess we've just become so comfortable with like cracker and honky for per se yeah. that we start going into the different ethnicities, var- of, varieties right. of white. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I grew up again. I was in the, you know, no, I was not in the military. I was in wrestling, and it's like, well, again, I was, I was raised identity, by, identity yeah, I was is raised by a biker and a trucker who was raised by a marine and yeah. John Wayne movies. I get it, <laughs> right? No, I'm just saying, I was, you know, I'm in the wrestling business. Everything's based on ethnicity, exactly. Like I, uh, I played up the fact my last name is Stevens, and. You know, my one of my biggest rivals was uh, uh I mean his name was Jester, but uh he's a he was a thirty you know, I'm twenty-three, he's thirty he was thirty-three at the time. Ginger pale ass person. <laughs> like I'm like I my famously put on commentary once when I had a broken wrist and it's like I'm doing this and making a joke about oh he's Jester's just a drunk in the ring. What do you, you know, come on? That's uncalled for. Look, if it walks like an Irishman and talks like an Irishman, it's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I have family who is Irish. Yes. Oh no, I have a tattoo on my like. So I have a Pokemon wrestling related tattoo. It's uh, a yeah. um again playing up my English heritage, and I'm a quarter Irish anyhow. But I digress. Um, 
So I went and got the got Bulbasaur on my left arm doing the vine whip. Because that's okay. the arm you go and grab and whip somebody with. Sure. And to make it Irish, I put the St. Patrick Cross flag behind it. Unfortunately, St. Patrick Cross looks exactly like the state of Alabama's flag. Yeah, I was waiting for you to comment on that. So, yeah, so <laughs> I have a tattoo on the on the back of my shoulder saying better Hick than better Mick than Hick. Nice. Like, so, like, and the um, the little Hadian's heart <laughs> between it, but yeah. So, all right. So I think let's see. We got, but thinking about Irishman, you know, again, Cole Meany, Tommy Lee Jones, and again, it comes it comes back to wrestling for me. It's like you don't want to be the villain, right? Because like Cole Meany. It should have ended the movie. Yeah. Instead, he decides like to gloat about it. Yeah. And he, he like, says the line, "I wish you were cooking for us." us. Instead of just going pew pew. Yeah. He had to get the late eighties, nineties one line. Right. Yep. And then he gets taken out by a girl who's famous for showing her boobs. Right. I mean, you do. I do appreciate. Oh, you'll be dating rock stars and. Yeah, I mean, it was a good callback. It was a, it was a pretty funny joke. Yeah, but um, and then like again, like Tommy Lee Jones did could have nuked Honolulu, no problem. Yeah. Instead, you got a monologue, and then I look at it from me being a professional wrestler, primarily doing heel work, and yeah, everybody, and everybody said, well, you never were a great heel because you. You just you just knew you you could look at you and just knew you wanted to be the baby face. It's kind of like, eh, you know, we're all the hero of our own story, but yeah. But yeah, and I guess that just really ties down the psychology. And I'm still trying to figure out what happened to the guy who fell and got tied up with the ropes around his ankle. And he's he, just hanging there dead. I like, just, yeah, I think he just hung out there until he probably went either a unconscious or just died. Right, but it's like eventually pop off. Uh, yeah, but it's like you had plenty of time to go and start trying to yeah, sit yeah, up. Yeah, he was probably still hanging there when they did the the end of the movie. Which, when we get there, I want to address one little detail. Okay, so let's see. Oh, thinking about Erica Laniac and like, oh yeah, first bomb shot, shell in action. I yeah. mean, I, you know, she still got it. I mean, she's oh, only. Yeah, I, I, She's in her. She's in her early 50s. early fifties. Yep, like fifty three, three somewhere. Right. Still, still very hot, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's nice that someone I had a crush on when I was a teenager, I could still have a crush on when I'm forty, and it's okay. Yes. Yep. Um, well, I go back to um, like when everybody was making a big deal about Ashton Kutcher marrying Demi Moore. It's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could go and marry Demi, <laughs> again, I had I had seen striptease. I oh had no, and it's not even. Writing. I mean, it, well, and I had I hadn't seen striptease. Um, I did see about last night. So that, that's okay. got some. That's got some great nudity with her. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's got a couple shots. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's like if I could get. <laughs> yeah, she's a very attractive woman. Yeah, I mean that's what she's I grew up with. Successful woman. Yeah. Uh, Little, little goofy from what I hear, but whatever. I'm not exactly, you know, a yeah. friend. 
I mean, yes, I can understand Ashton Kutcher then, you know, leaving her for Mila Kunis, but Mila Kunis, but it's like, no, I shouldn't understand that because that's wrong. But it's wrong. But again, it, guys, being the pigs that we are, yes, yes, I will admit, I will admit it, ladies, we are pigs. Oh yeah, no, I'm... Um, yeah, I mean, you were like, well, you, we have vintage hot chick, but now we have up and coming new hot chick. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, guys, sorry. Most of us are going to make the wrong decision every time. I uh, can't say I had in personal experience. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what do you expect me to do when when I was in the VIP room with the, the plastic <laughs> sur the plastic surgery? Yeah, you know, yeah. Lips. For plastic surgery. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm <laughs> not going. I didn't say I did any. I did anything to encourage it. I wasn't going to stop it. I just didn't say no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and telling her, well, you were in the VIP with a chick the previous week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that always works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it too. We're not talking about me. We're yeah. talking about you. <laughs> no, I was young. And I, was, I was young, and it's like second girlfriend in my life. <laughs> Oh yeah, we all you do. Know. We all do dumb. Things. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, I did this. I want to just come out and clean about it. And it's like, no. When your parents give you the advice, why the hell did you? Yeah, we're not that, angry. That, that... We're, we could we could be angry at you for treating her like that. We're more yeah. angry at you for <laughs> like, like not liking like, it. I I grew I grew up in the eighties and nineties, the pinnacle of television dads. You know, we had uh, Mr. Seaver on Growing Pains. We had mm. Uncle Phil. We had Carl Winslow. Yeah. We had Danny Tanner. Great television dads. Then we had my dad. Uh, <laughs> my father, you know, I, I came home from being at a place I shouldn't have been one night with a girl whose father did not like me. Mm -hmm. And he found me and he fired buckshot at me, which I found in my wallet, which literally saved Ooh. my butt. Yeah, but um, my, my I come home. I don't have a shirt on. I'm covered in straw. I've been, you know, I, my pants pocket has a hole in it. Um, my dad asked what happened, and I told him what happened, and he just started laughing, and you know, I was like, "You're an idiot," <laughs> or he like telling me like, "Look, you shouldn't do this, but <laughs> if you you're going to do this, yeah, you need to do it like this." Yes, you know, that, yes. that was my dad. It wasn't right. the meaningful talks that you have with Danny Tanner on the couch. No, it's or with Carl Winslow in the kitchen. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna do something stupid, don't get caught. Yeah. And here's how you do it to make sure you think it actually works. Right, right. No, that's that's good fathers. I mean that's <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no, not uh all right. So okay, let's see, suppressor continuity. Yep. Is there a bad movie where a throat gets ripped out? No, because I love Roadhouse. I like the I like the gory Rambo. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways that they've done it where it looks ridiculous. Yes. Um, so, from a look standpoint, yes, there's bad ones, but from a did we need this in a movie standpoint, the answer is always yes. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, some of them look ridiculous, but I'm still glad it showed up to the party. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, you know, it's just 
that that further makes you hate that Disney owns Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to see like that's the only thing Logan was missing. Like <laughs> yeah. You know. Perfect movie. <laughs> Uh, we just need that one little. One. Mm, yeah, that was, that's all we needed. That one little quick pow. Right. There's an esophagus. You know. Yeah. Feel feel bad about Hoyd. Uh, I think it's Hoyd Holbrook. He was the um. Then, uh, second in command in that movie, robotic yes. arm. I, yes, I saw. Him, yeah, I saw him at Wizard World. Okay. And, like, nobody came to his panel. Oof. Like this is. Oof. Yeah, I mean, this, like, I like, I mean, that Wizard World, no one yeah, wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Fine Fan model. Expo officially now, but right. but still, like, that should be his people. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got away. You know, like, I bombed my Kevin, my uh, Clerks reunion joke, not joke question. It's basically though. It's like I'm in line, and then somebody asked it, and I was like, fudge. <laughs> But I, well, then, I, 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 would, <laughs> I would I would call back to Chris's story from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But no, I, I would I give you the props for even doing that because I'm such a Kevin Smith fanboy that I went and even had the cojones to talk to him. Well, the thing with Kevin in Smith in front of other people. Well, okay, yeah, in front of other people. I so it was it was it wasn't the um, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old podcast which i was there for which i got introduced to the universal church life church because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. smith mm-hmm. married somebody there and it's like yep. you know what I'm, I'm not i'm gonna just go and make like they use the green lantern to give the vow the green lantern core mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. vows so it's like all right i'm not a religious i'm an atheist but it's like like when somebody uh, at my retailer buys something i hope this works i'll go and bless it yeah it might not mean anything to me no, that could be in the world to you, exactly. So, yeah, so that's um. But no, the the part like the thing is with Kevin Smith though is like when I was in the autograph line, which I had to get out. Like I showed up, I think an hour and a half, two hour, two maybe two and a half hours. Like I got my ticket, I'm getting through. And yeah, that's like well, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, well, there's so many delays and everything, and it's like, basically, you got people, and it's, and like, that's just it. Kevin Smith is far too personable a person. Yes, that that is what would be the downfall in that situation. Yeah. He's going to take 20 minutes to talk, at least 20 minutes to talk yeah. to everybody. Right, so I feel just, bad, he, you know. He just, loves, he just loves talking to people that much. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, so you just want, you want me to personalize it or just tag it when I got there? It's like, oh, you can just tag it. It's like, like, you know, I could have gone and talked his ear off for five minutes, but how do I get on the Smodcast? Come on. <laughs> I mean, there was like, I found a lot of podcasts back when Nerdist was pretty much just so, hiring can, anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's, um, I, I, I like the Smodcast. My favorite is, um, Hollywood Babylon that, that he does with Ralph Garman. Yeah, I I I hear that's really great. I've pretty much only listened to the Smodcast. And that was years the ago. Smodcast is wonderful. The, the the main thing that the main difference with Hollywood Babylon is one, they're talking about specific Hollywood topics. And yeah. two, they do in front of a live studio audience mm-hmm. that is being served copious amounts of alcohol. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that um uh... Because I saw Clerks Three, the Fathom event. I I, 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 I I got it for Christmas. Mm. I haven't seen it yet. 
do not spoil it for me. No, universe. no, I no, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm just saying. Like, I hear a lot of people like um, Gregory Carl, consistent guest on the show. Like, oh, I heard sure. people say this sucked, and it's like, no, it's just the end. And, no, it's yeah, it's, it's a Kevin Smith movie, and he. I heard he wrapped it up beautifully in a bow. Yes, it, it's the end. That's what, and I, I just don't. I, I think well, it's just like. People people like, want their characters to just always be their characters. Be, they don't want right. the characters. They don't want to change. They don't want to have a, a complete arc. Right. Yeah. It becomes a full circle. Right. No. This these guys but, are thirty you, years. These guys aren't twenty six year olds. Yeah. Anymore. Like these guys, yeah. These guys are in their fifties. They're not going to want to be playing these characters when they need a walker and a pacemaker. Yeah. So, but the thing, but the thing is, like, the only people who like Kevin Smith movies anyway for the most part are kevin smith fans that's true which, yeah which like any, which like any fan group has its you know stars. well i mean there there are it there are toxic, it has its toxic members right oh no toxic members and smiths are awful i and but i'm just saying when you say oh are kevin smith fans like well i don't think chasing amy fans those were people just looking for something queer in the late well, like, 90s the, 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 well see like i was a kevin smith fan before i saw that no, I, no, I was, I was there too. But, but I'm well, just yeah, saying, it, it, yeah, it, it's got both ends of the coin. Mall rats would have made a lot of money if, right. if people wanted to see a Kevin Smith movie, right? Uh, like Zach and Mary makes a porno. That's considered a, one of his better movies. I, and, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it doesn't, but it doesn't have the Kevin Smith. I mean, like, it's got the Kevin the, Smith hand, hand, foot, you know, handprints. Yeah, with, but... yeah, with the, with the with the exception of you know Muse and Jeff Anderson, it doesn't even have like the typical people you see yeah. in Kevin Smith. There's no Silent Bob. Period. No Kevin yeah, Smith there's, in there's, it. There's, I mean, it's it, like you said, it's got it's got his thumbprints all over it. Right, but you I'm know, just the, saying the you jokes, could you could go and see that. You could go and see that movie, and you're not seeing it because of Kevin Smith. You're seeing it because right. it's because a goofy, raunchy rom com. Yes, um, and obviously Red State has a lot of supporters because that's definitely not something you expect from Kevin Smith. Yeah, Red State, and and, he, and even you know Tusk. When you get into Yoga Hosers, that's more of a Kevin Smith movie. Yes, and I like Yoga Hosers. I do too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very much Kevin Smith does a B movie. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. we had a goalie, golem, and bratsies. Yes, which is the greatest word ever created. By the right, way. yeah, and plenty of callbacks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Oh, I mean, <laughs> at this point, he can. I mean, a lot of his. You know, I went and saw um, the Fathom event for uh, Jane Silent, Silent Bob, Bob reboot. reboot. Yeah. And you know, people are like, well, it's a lot of fan service. Yeah, it is. So that's what you're there that's, for. That's the point. Yes. You're there to be rewarded for being a fan of a 20 year old movie that still rocks. Yeah, well, 25 and, at that time. <laughs> well, no, no, we, we, they were they were doing um, James Bond Bob's Right Back, and that came out in 2001. So it's okay. yeah, but even... 2019 is 25 years after oh, Clerks. Yeah. Well, yeah, after Clerks. I mean, yeah, we're we're celebrating all of his movies, of course. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the was, the, was, the only thing that's really not that. fan service is the Chris Hemsworth jokes. Yeah, which, yeah, which, which is which fan service, but which, which is fan service in another way. But it also fit the movie perfectly. Yes, it it because it, it you know it kind of called out the ridiculousness of some of these cons, right? Oh, I'd make I'd let him make me Thor. 
<laughs> yeah, I laughed way too hard when I heard that joke because my wife is a big oh. Hemsworth fan, and I've heard that joke before. Is is it only Chris? I do have to keep, be curious about that. I mean, because I mean, Liam Liam is a nice, good looking little guy. I like Luke. Yeah, I mean, none of them are ugly. Yeah. I mean, any one of these guys can walk into any bar USA and come out with at least two on a, on an arm. I mean, well, I if I'm not in the bar because I'm going to shout out some Kiwi bullshit and <laughs> hopefully start a fight. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fight fights notwithstanding. Yes, if their purpose was to get in, get a friend for the night, and leave, oh. any one of those dudes could pull this yes. off in a half hour tops. Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder what the alpha. Hemsworth looks like. I'm just pic- I'm picturing I'm picturing Chris from the latest from Love and Thunder, like super ripped Chris, yeah. only like only like the size of Brock Lesnar. Oof. Yeah, it's yeah. No, that's the only the only way I could think of. That's has to be what <laughs> that, that's their got, father that's looks be, like. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be Alpha Hemsworth. Yeah. And they don't even call him father. They do call him Alpha. Uh yeah. So I'm almost through my notes. So we have uh launched the missile. Okay. Some for some reason, I don't know why Pitt, the uh computer nerd, is even out there. No. I know he was told to get out of the room, but it's like and, and I'm, I'm finding a lifeboat. <laughs> yeah, like bail. Like I'm I'm Abby. I'm Abby five thousand. But yeah. like I have no problem like some people are like, well, why could they shoot down one missile with a jet and they couldn't shoot down the second well, one? Well, because it was well, these things are two, going. Yeah. Well, for two reasons. One, yeah, like you were saying, the speed of how it was going. This one was also like very close to land, so they didn't want to risk collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, and for two, you wouldn't have a really good ending of a movie if you didn't do it that way, dummy. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes people kind of forget that they're watching movies and not stuff that could actually happen. Right. Oh, my first big problem. First world of action movies. Unplug your brain. Yes. Well, my big problem was when they shot down the FA eighteen. With with, like, with with the shoulder with the shoulder launched grenade. No, no the 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 shoulder launched grenades. That was the um, oh the helicopter helicopter. Right. No the the F eighteen that finds the finds the boat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why was there only one? Yeah, where 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 was his um, wingman? Uh, wingman, wingman, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they yeah. You don't go like like it, it was it was Co- it was Cougar and Maverick. Yeah, just every guard duty I ever pulled in the military, I wasn't I wasn't the only one there. Yeah, I had at least one other person. You always do everything in twos. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Predators even learned that by the third movie. It took up three movies. Yeah. And then they screwed all up in the fourth, but I I I it the fourth is just a fun thing it, to again, laugh at. Again, yeah, unplugged plug brain. Poor glass Well, of- the problem is they asked you to put your brain into it though. Well, like, yeah, that well see that that's why if you're gonna leave your brain plugged in, at least get a bottle of an adult beverage. Yes, or see or I just don't Yeah, I just to say I don't I mean, I don't know why I have not. I don't partake more in um, marijuana like during the day. It's like I, because I I did some stupid shit back when I was dealing with junkies. 
Sure. Yeah. Not to say that I did. I never was addicted to heroin. But it's not like I didn't do heroin. <laughs> and then See, something bad happened. The problem was something always bad would happen afterwards that I got to go and try cleaning. Yeah. Up. And it's like. See, I I grew I grew up again in central rural Indiana, meth capital of the Midwest. Every all my, okay, all right. All every, my teeth are here. Yes, They're all here. No, I'm just saying every mid, middle of the fair, country, middle of a state fair, fair, calls fair, itself fair. the meth capital. <laughs> but we had the stats to prove it for a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but everybody's got the everybody's oh, yeah, got like, their. T- it's a title oh, yeah, belt. We, yeah, we had, we had our title belt run for a couple of years, yeah. and then it, it went. To, I believe around Peoria. Yeah, uh, Pekin, Pekin. Pekin. Yep. Oh, 10 miles. But yeah, we, yeah, we, we had our we had our run. But yeah. yeah, but anyway, yeah, all my teeth are here. My yeah. arms, the only thing on them are tattoos and you know where I brought flaming hot food on them. Right. No, um, I, no I, like I, all, I, I'm 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 a I'm a booze dude. I am a herbal supplement dude, and I found out that I could be a um, Vicodin and fentanyl dude, but that's why I don't do those. Oh, yeah. No, that's, again, that's why, like, I actually lost my best friend to heroin addiction, so, and that's, you know, center of all my trauma, like, I could have been the most... Like it's, I grew, I grew up as a one percenter, not knowing I was a one percenter. So I could have had a nice, comfy life of it. Just exactly like for for me, I, guys. I know this is a, not a visual uh, yeah. component, but I I look like um, Sasquatch. Yeah, that's, um, that's part of the another handle on your Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I you know I know what I look like. No, I don't do all those things. Yes. Like oh. I, I mean, yeah. Have I gotten drunk and passed out in a Waffle House at two a.m.? Absolutely. Okay, that's that's one of those who hasn't. But you'd be surprised. Like I, I've passed out, but I've always known the bartenders well enough that they got like I hear a cup of coffee hit right, right well, by see, my I, head. I, I I had the perfect system set up for a while. The bar I would go to every Friday and Saturday, they knew me pretty well. As soon as I walk in, before I got my first drink. I would just hand my keys to the bartender. I would proceed to get hammered. I'd go pass out in my car. Yep. A couple no hours keys, later, no. when the, a couple hours later, when the bartender would get off work, she would open up my gas hatch, place the keys in there, close it, and go home. Another hour or two, would I wake up? I'd get my keys. There's a Waffle House a quarter of a mile across the road. I'm going there, eating all the hash browns and greasy food to work what's this off, and then I'm going home. Yeah. Oh no. It's... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah, for my heroin experiences and myself, it was, it was one of those, it's, it's stupid train spotting stuff, in all honesty, like, oh. what is the big deal, it eventually being right, right, and then, like, oh, it did it, and it's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. He's he launched, he's launched the missiles, have we gotten to the fight? Yeah, the oh, fight? we're, we're past the, yeah, we're, we're concluding okay. now, I'll the do, fight. I'll do, quick, I'll do a quick thing on the knife fight. Yeah. That style looks amazing on film. Mm-hmm practicality no, unless, you're, unless you're like one of them really good like um like the filipino style of yeah. knife fighting that way unless you're an expert at that that stuff don't work no no i've i've been i've had to defend myself against a knife before it's it's very much right. expect to get cut and you better grab that grab it yeah. right away and then and so are we to the part where everyone's like kind of like toward the end of the movie and everyone's all in their uniforms all of a sudden? Almost, almost. They they've just they've just killed the uh, last. Oh, okay. Like, and then like there should have been a little more drama. Uh, call off your bombers! Call off your bombers! And then everybody's like, 
but I appreciate I appreciate that because that's that's fairly realistic. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, please do not have anybody because again, those bombers they don't have to get you know right by you. They can yeah. get you from hundred miles away. Right. So it's like, hey, the sooner you call these homies off, the less likelihood we're going right. To but I'm just saying they're all doing their celebrating, and it's like, right. Uh, I think that one should have been before you like. We have, a, we have a former like hugging and kissing the secretaries yeah. in the background. Maybe we should have made sure the bombers are like at ease, boys. Right. I get that. Yeah. And then we yeah, then you have like the obligatory kiss between um Seagal Tate. and the bombshell that yeah. he's treated like crap or in a daughterly capacity. Oh, that's again. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Steven Seagal requested a stripper character for this movie. Oh, jeez. You see, yeah, I, he, asked, I, he asked for this. And then see, he also helped pick who was playing her. You see, I went and looked uh, over his IMT, uh, over this movie's IMTV. Oh, and I will say, uh, the Onion movie is worth a watch. Mm, He's got a recurring, recurring sketch called Steven Seagal Cock Puncher. <laughs> and leave it at that. Um, That's pretty much all you know right there. Yeah. Um, so I went and looked at who wrote this, and it's like he's just a trash writer. I mean, this yeah, is he, yeah, the guy who wrote it writes garbage. The director had very little control over Steven Seagal because no one ever had control on Steven yeah. Seagal. So he basically like demanded that one, we put a chick in the movie. Okay. Right. I'm well, not, you, you, that's fine. That's a, yeah, it's then, a necess- necessity. But then, but then it's like, oh, she's a stripper, and I get to help pick her out. Oh, jeez, that's uh, yeah. I think he was still with uh, LeBrock by this point. He was, I, yeah. I believe he was. And he, of course, not only does you know he she have to be a stripper. They filmed like the scene that he's in is the scene where we've all paused it. It's the weak spot on our VHS yep. where the boobs come out. I know, then, I know. It's... And then even later, when she's getting changed, when he, she won't get stuffed in a locker for the rest of the movie, yeah, she, like, you didn't even have the decency to turn around and talk to her while she's like uncomfortable and trying yeah. to get dressed and not show yeah. her boobs. He's just staring at her, like leering, like, let me see. Uh. Yeah, but so... Yeah, this guy, I think the last movie he really did was Dead or Alive, which I bought a copy cheap. Uh, based off of the video game which i still claimed like you know i sent tecmo a idea for a video game written all in pencil called dead or alive a fighting game and then there's just little things that like i didn't really think about it after i sent it i got the rejection letter we don't take outside ideas and then i got my i was a dreamcast guy I was there nine nine ninety nine. Oh yes! Up. Oh god, I remember those commercials. And then I, uh, you know, within the year, you had Dead or Alive too, and it's like, why is this sound so familiar? Oh wait, yeah, it's like, oh, the Tina character, and that was my idea. She looks like <laughs> Vendela from the swimsuit issue in ninety four. Tina is a nickname for the girl I was obsessed with in junior high. You got a um, guy who looks like Hollywood Hogan. You got, and I sent it to Tecmo because I wanted to use Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Huh. And it's in the, he's in the game. So it's like, I'm not, you know, as I say, I sent it as a 14 year old in pencil. Sure. <laughs> like, 
I have no, I can't claim it's mine. You're right. You have, you have, you have no dog in this fight. You have nothing to prove anything. But mother, it's it, like, it, it, that's just the, that's probably the center of, like, I say my best friend dying of a heroin overdose was the uh, trauma who's got a similar hair, had a similar haircut to a Laniac in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it was a typical late 80s, early 90s. Nice haircut, yeah. No, I'm Um, definitely into the pixie cuts, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a nice... I mean, the funny thing is, her hair has always kind of been... Even now, her hair is kind of like that, and it works for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not everyone can rock a pixie cut for almost 30 years. No, no. No, so the the thing that really threw me off was I was a... uh, Watching, to prepare for this, I was watching the Bad Movie Bible on youtube okay and this guy's done a book about bad movies anyhow that he's pretty much what the channel was promoting but it was a two-part episode on tryhards ah yes so and no this resulted me in buying a like you know what i'm trying to find all these movies mentioned on streaming services or netflix dvd and eh, no luck well let me try searching amazon for a disc Oh, 11 bucks? Sure, I'll buy this thing. I think it's got Brian, it's like Kim Coates is the villain. I think Brian Another Another underappreciated character actor. Yeah. Um, So that, but I did write down a bunch of tryhards that I have seen and haven't and should I suppose, but like uh, Passenger 57, which is Die Hard on a Plane. Speed, Die Hard on a Bus. Well, yeah, Speed kind of like the the thing with the Try Hard idea on this uh, was that like basically, okay, he's supposed to be where he's supposed to be. Sure, Keanu Reeves there. It, yeah, it it wasn't the you know the typical Try Hard formula of right dude in the wrong place at the place right wrong, right oh. slash wrong time. Yeah, right. But he it's. Uh, it, it, Speed kind of unfairly gets saddled in with the rest of them because yeah. it does have the on a bus element. No, Speed Two is probably closer to yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, Speed Two is definitely trial. Okay, so let's see ones that I've seen: Passer Fifty Seven, uh, No Contest yeah. with Roddy Piper and Shannon. Yeah. Oh Tweed. yes, 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 yes. Uh, point Point Blank. That's um, Danny Trejo versus Mickey Rourke in a mall. I've not seen that one. Uh, <laughs> I've heard uh, I don't need to see it either. Yeah, Blast, which was um, pretty much like I didn't realize how bad it was until I watched this video. I mean, I knew it was a bad movie. Sure. But this is Eddie Griffin. Oh, gosh. As uh, Like Malcolm and Eddie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as your hero, uh, Meyer. Oh, wow. Vinnie Jones is the bad guy, which is about the most. Well, okay. I thing. mean, okay. That saves it. That's on an oil, that's on an oil rig. Okay. Uh, like, ter- there, there, there's a reason the only other Eddie Griffin starring picture is um, Undercover Brother. Undercover Brother. And also, to- I'll, I'll, I'll throw. No, he wasn't in Talk to Me. Never mind. Double that Take. Like- Double Take, yes. Yeah. With Orlando Jones, which is one of those, yes. like, how do we drop the ball on that guy? Like, he definitely, yeah, like, he definitely should have been the next one, Ernie Hudson, at the very least. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, he, I mean, he, he, had that good streak in the late 90s early 2000s yeah. and then we just screwed it up yep uh turbulence three was a try hard and i forgot that rucker howard was in it 
Oh God, yeah, he was in that one, wasn't he? Yeah, the heavy metal con the Manson knockoff concert. Save the day by Craig Schaefer and it <laughs> was Gabriel Anois is the FBI yeah. agent who catches I the hacker yeah, and yeah. Uh of course Die Hard Two is Die Hard essentially at an airport. Yeah, Die Hard in an airport. Like which is, you know, kind of you kinda of, like Die Hard with a Vengeance is awesome. Yeah, well, I even like that. Yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance and uh, Live Free or Die Hard wasn't bad either. But they weren't the they weren't the formula. Besides for no. oh, yeah, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. And I yeah, and yeah, I I mean, can, yeah wrong place, wrong time is always going to be well. He, but but even, you don't have the you don't have the given. He wasn't really in the wrong place and wrong time with with the Vengeance though. Like he, no, he, he was the, the target. Was, yeah, the whole point was to make him do wild goose chase. Yes. Um. Yeah, and uh, live free or die hard, but you know, wrong place, wrong all, time. Well, but that's all over the place, so it's not like right. So it's kind of about, we won't talk about the fifth one. That one didn't need to happen. It did not need to happen. I don't mind it. I, i I've seen it twice. Okay, I, I can't do it. Okay, um, uh, nothing for me. Okay, of course we have sudden death at the arena with yep. Van Dam. Yeah, I, um, I, I that one. I, I, it it also doesn't hurt that I'm a hockey guy. Yeah, and two, and two of my favorite teams are the teams in that movie. Right. Um. I'm like I got I got the Blackhawks and Flyers personally, but I see. I, I was a Penguins guy growing up. I'm a Blackhawks fan now. Yeah. Um. So it's like for me, I was a Blackhawks fan growing up, but I didn't really care much. Like I have always loved my Peoria Rivermen. And okay. since we're like minor, like I hate St. Louis, not as necessarily we, as we should, not necessarily the town. No, but your sports teams and your sports fans. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, the fans especially. <laughs> yeah, almost more than the teams. Yes. Um. But yeah, the Rivermen were always the Blues farm system. So sure I wasn't. Is. Yeah. Like, no, you don't need to go. Why would you want to get called up to St. Louis? Right. Um. So. So the flyer, like, so when 2010 came along, it's like, well, no, my favorite team was probably the uh, 99, the 98-99 Dallas Stars, because it basically had all the guys that I grew up loving Sure. on that one. It was a super team. Sure. Eddie Belfour. And everyone knew it. Brett, Eddie, Bel- Eddie Brett Belfour, Brett Hall. You know, Mike Badano back when the you know, who was there when it was the North Stars. Yeah. Uh okay, so and so when the when the playoffs came along, it's like the Philly the the Philadelphia is the F you know, is why I love my the attitude is why I love minor league hockey. Exactly. So of course I'm cheering for the Flyers over the Blackhawks. And then, you know, you just fall into the well, we know these guys now. Yeah. Okay, so I did not see uh, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain with Hulk Hogan. Oh, Jim God. Varney. I, I, yeah, that that I did not see that one either. That's I believe the only Three Ninjas movie I didn't see. I think they still had Egg from that one though. I don't remember. I, I don't remember if Egg was in that one or not. I don't yeah. know if he was doing the Grandpa thing. Uh, Toy Soldiers, which is just great. Oh yeah, bad. It just it's not it's not bad. It's just 
It's just it, like, it, oh, this is it, too it, ridiculous to even. It, it's a, a, again, turn off brain, great yes. action. I mean, we all wanted to see Will and Wait and Die, anyhow. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> uh, okay, Under Siege, Dark Territory, Die Hard in the Train. No, I listed, listed Lockout with uh, Guy Pierce. Okay. But that's not really a try. Well, once you. No, it's not really a try hard because they send him up there to right. save the it, day. It, yeah. It, it, I get, again, it kind of falls into the speed. Like, yeah. it is, but it isn't. Right. So. And like, like, it's 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 fun, but it's only you can really only watch it once. Sure, that's all. Yeah, a lot, I mean, a, the, lot of the try, a lot of the tryhards, the true tryhards, you don't need to have a, like a marathon watching party or you know but, watch them religiously. Yeah, you, know, you know, speed I like to watch every once in a while. But diehard, of course, if I see yeah. it, I'm watching it. Oh yeah. Needless to say, though, I've probably got five movies I haven't seen that I put on my to be that I'm like taking notes as I'm watching this. To, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Lockout's got the best, probably one of the best one-liners in all one one-liners in all action. It's like, uh, so who's the guy who helped who did this? His name was Smack You. <laughs> and he gets punched across the face. Yeah, he was a Chinese guy. <laughs> but thinking about tryhards now, I did recently watch Bullet Train. I want to see that. All I right. Seen- I've I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's basically Deadpool without Deadpool. I'm okay with that. Yeah, same director, same kind of humor. Again, you you know you know me and like come on, who's on my show? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So uh, and even Ryan and Ryan Reynolds still shows up in the movie, but you got Zazie Beats has a role. Sure, everybody from Dot. Um, and it's one of those things. I think I have not watched the movie. Nobody, no one, or nobody. Oh, with uh, um Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, with Odenkirk. I haven't seen that one either. Again, yeah, I have. I picked it up like the moment I saw it for like ten dollars digitally. Oh yeah, I'm buying that. Oh yeah, it's gonna be free on whatever streaming service in a month. No. Um, but it's one of those things. Like uh, my little brother was telling, me, "Oh, you gotta watch it." I know you're not gonna like it. There is a scene where they just all. I don't know if you have an English football club or not. Um, I like. I, I don't have one that I like. Okay. I just. I like to watch. I like to watch football. Yeah, we're talking soccer, right? Yes, we 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 are talking. Okay, as uh, uncultured swine in well, America call soccer. The again, Simon Whistler kind of told me like, no, the English called it when they invented it, called it soccer, and then everybody else oh, called it football, and they they that. just they yeah caved. The, we we yeah we caved. Um, like there's um, if I say, but you know, every football club has their weird song. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen um Green Street Hooligans? I I was gonna say that that when we were talking earlier about when two movie nerds find like that yeah. one movie, that's my one movie for a long time. Yeah. That was, uh, like people know it now, but like like for the first ten years out, it was kind of one of those things. That, right. Eh, you you. you you hear about it from somebody who's seen it, you know, one of those things. Yeah. So that, but yeah, I love that movie. And yes, they have the, the, the weird song associated with their football club. Yeah. It, it, it plays in the part of, um, so in nobody, they had, um, my little brother, who's a big Liverpool fan says, I know you're not going to like it, but they're going to play. There's a great scene in slow motion where they're doing, you never walk alone. And then there's a, they do the, uh, bubble song. There's a bit where they do the bubble song in bulletproof. Okay. So, 
and it's funny in bulletproof like i'm looking at this like oh that's a pretty good english accent no that's not an english actor damn mm-hmm. a couple it, of it, them aaron, 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 aaron taylor johnson's about the only guy who's well, it's like you, you, talk about, you, you talk about people doing the accents and you think they're from that country. Say what you will about all the drama behind the Boondock Saints movies, but I love the first one. Yes. And the main villain there, you would think he was a legit Italian. Italian, he's, yeah. He's British. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't, I don't think the uh, Ritas and uh, Flannery did bad Irish accents. No, I, I don't believe they did either. I, in fact, even when you hear you know the guy's name sean patrick flanner Flanner, yeah that's true when you when you you know we hear him do a decent irish accent okay that that tracks so when i would so it didn't shock me too much the first time i heard Ritas do his real accent Mm. but the first time i saw flannerly speaking like an american i was like (gasps) the betrayal so you saw boondock saints before you saw suicide kings then yes okay now same here I just knew <laughs> I knew Patrick Flannery was in powder because my oh uh, see I had seen that so long before that yeah. I didn't even pay that much attention when I saw it because I was trying to make out with a girl this was junior high folks oh yeah no it's no I I was listening so Gregory was saying oh I could do a podcast tonight all right uh, Beavis and Butthead do America okay well I gotta listen to an old podcast to see. <laughs> so that took up my morning listening to the podcast you know like did i talk about this movie when we were talking about tv to cinema sure and of course this is when i discovered oh they're only gonna let me put 100 episodes on my feed thanks pop yeah yeah <laughs> it's like so i'm digging through and so I'm like oh, all right we're clear but it's like oh shoot i had a thought but yeah it's um no, I had a thought, lost it, and yeah, you know, we are now just talking, really, essentially. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured the creds are probably rolled at this point. Oh yeah, no, we're beyond that. Um, so, uh, with all that said, um, thank you for coming to Ninety for Chill the podcast, the listeners. Thank you, uh, Andrew, for coming on the show. No uh, you, can, you can follow him at Catch Couchman Bakes. Uh, interesting YouTube videos, the very least. I did. Or... Uh, yeah, Couchman Bakes on Twitter and Couchman on TikTok. Okay, yeah. I haven't got the. I'm still working on the YouTube part. Right. Oh, it's YouTube's way too easy to actually get get on and such. Yeah, but have you have you met how dumb I am? No, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's like then trying to actually. Do try doing stuff with YouTube. That's that's an entirely uh, yeah, different story. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I want to be able to do it and yeah. not suck that bad. Right. So, um, yeah. So, if you go to the last episode or uh, on ninety for chill dot com, you can find him uh, trying the Reese's piece, the Reese's peanut butter cup pickle. I just hate I hate pickles, so I don't. I just couldn't... it it, it wasn't horrible. No, I I I get the dynamic of it. A very unami. I, I didn't type. expect it. I didn't expect it to work as well as it did. Oh, I I thought it like you got chocolate. You got I I love I love salted caramel. So well, see that well, see that's the thing. I'm I'm not the biggest pickle dude. Yeah, like I'll put I'll put a little pickle relish on the hot dog. You know, maybe a pickle uh, on the burger. Nah. I'm not, but, but I'm not. You know, a little put maybe a pickle in my Bloody Mary sometimes. Okay, well, yeah, but but that's about it. Yeah, you know. So the fact that so it did, to me it didn't think it would work. 
I have purposely made those for the heck of it a couple times since then. Mm. Um, I also, um, one of my videos, I did these little uh, things where you put cheese in a muffin tin, put shredded cheese, you throw a pickle, couple pickle slices, throw some more cheese, little garlic, little paprika, throw it in the oven, let the cheese melt, and they have these little pickled cheese cups. Yeah, no, that that doesn't, again, I just, I just hate, like, if I sense dill in any kind of thing, I'm like, yeah. So, all right, and uh, you, of course, you can follow the podcast. Um, and there, going back and listening to that. Oh yeah, at main event of the dead, uh, main event zombie. It's like, I, I, I am, I'm obsessive compulsive, anal retentive. Like once I got the ten thousand <laughs> tweets, it was like, I don't know. Now they're not even keeping track, and like then one day I wake up and it's ten thousand point one. I mean ten point one thousand. It's like, all right, now we're. <laughs> This has used itself up. Right, right, right. Like, nobody has that much. Nobody should have that much documented stuff. Uh, so you can follow me at Cat Bus Russ, which is like all the other podcasters know me as that. Like I tried my best to get Cool Movies Darth, the CM Darth. You, you were away. trying very hard to make that stick. Yeah. So. At Catbus Russ on Twitter, if you want to criticize the podcast, I prefer you do it there. Otherwise, rate and subscribe <laughs> on your favorite podcast apps. Help the algorithm. Give us five stars. I will reciprocate. My Apple username is Scoop Staley. Um, uh, otherwise, if you want to be on the podcast, send an email to uh, rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Or direct message me on Twitter. And... Um, all I need is a movie, a director, an actor, a theme. As long as we focus on sub one hundred minute material, we definitely figure. We definitely told you how you can break the rules in this episode. <laughs> Just uh, you know, Cosmatos, Cobra under Cobra qualifies. Um, Rambo if, 2 qualifies. If we just happen to talk about talk other about movies, movies, hey, it happens. Oops. Yep, but uh, so. Uh, otherwise, thank you, Stacia Harden, uh, for being my inspiration. You know, as long as I can honor the dead, I guess I'm serving some purpose. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just keep an eye on everybody you have touched in your life. So, uh, thanks again, Andrew, for coming on. I'll try to talk to you sooner. As I say, I mean, we're both, we're both to the point, you know, let's say I'm two years in now. You've been doing <laughs> this just about as long, if not just longer. Now, yeah. Yeah, you know it's it's time to get that blue chew money. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I I will shill any kind of erectile dysfunction product you need me to shill. People. Hey, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> um, I I knew right from the start that um that was big during the holiday season. Um, the titles company. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like I I knew it was a scam, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I'm not a. <laughs> I, I I would hope my audience is smart enough to realize it too. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks again, and Andrew, and look forward to talk to you soon. Later, guys. Later. Can I hear a wahoo?